0: What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with Tasty Comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics.
1: It comes in wide. on the count now is one and one to Jackie Robinson. Billy Martin. Over the base, okay. Never taking because Brooklyn's the borough. Panic as another manic depressing adolescent stares at death. Now, what's left when there ain't no God and a whole lot of pride? It might be a homicide. So let the drama slide. We don't want no problems, big your
2: name in the obituary column Shit. Cause life is too short And Hello Butany shorter. Radio yeah. Good evening, yeah. California My name is Dashiell I'm Renault. I'm going to be filling in made for made our fearless leader, Pam be. Benjamin, tonight, tonight. Yeah, yeah, she's an important lady She's got better places to be, you know She's she's a gig worker Taking over this gig economy Taking on all the sets Good, it's good. We're here to you know work the dojo in your stead. It'll be fun, but don't worry folks at home. If you were looking forward to hearing Pam, you're in luck, you're gonna get to fear a few minutes of her jokes before she takes off out of here. And boy, do we have a great roster on tonight's showcase. This is not just your ordinary open mic. It's not, it's not like, and I've been thinking about this. First, I wanna start with a confession. I used to lie on my resume and say that I did college radio. Yeah, I I put college radio right on there. I was like, what the fuck are they going to do? And the closest I came is that my roommate did college radio, and it wasn't even radio radio. It was online radio, which at the time was really not at all radio. Now it's, of course, you know, (laughs) now it's cool. But back then that was, you know, at least very hard to verify. And he would just do the radio, and I would just hang out there. So now I'm finally hosting a show on a radio station. I feel like I'm finally making right this wrong Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I care a lot about this, folks, because this is Mutiny Radio from San Francisco, California. You comics here tonight represent San Francisco, California. We are California's city. We are the beacon of the West. We are everything that Reagan was ever afraid of. We are, you know, like... This is important. Whatever you fucking put up here on the stage tonight, people are gonna be listening to it. And I hope that comics and comedy fans around the country are listening in and they're thinking, yeah, I wish they all could be California. You know? I really want you to put your best foot forward. At a minimum, do something amusing. Because remember, our poor audience, they've got other options. They could be, right? They could be listening to California radio. We got sick radio here in San Francisco. They could be listening to NPR. Anyone here listen to NPR? NP- NPR is funny as hell, and they got to be super dry about it. She's like, "Hi, it's I'm Terry Rose, Gross, and my uh, next g- guest is going to be talking to us tonight about the abortion landscape in America." <laughs> Gross, Terry. <laughs> Who commissioned that painting? <laughs> yeah, at least it's not an abortion portrait, I guess. But no, NPR is full of nuggets. Just on the way over here, they were talking about undocumented literature and the importance of preserving undocumented literature in America. You know how hard it is to have literature without documents? This is a feat beyond reckoning. We need to, this is like oral history being passed down under border crossings or something. And uh, yeah, I want to leave you with a final piece of news before bringing up our our lovely first comic. But uh, on NPR, they were just telling me that the U.S. government finally started cracking down and they're making U.S. government employees get rid of TikTok on their phones. Did you hear about this? They're finally like, that's it, no more, off your phone. I want to know what took so long. Like, forget China, (laughs) what are government employees doing with TikTok on their phones? I want all of those government employees to get TikTok on their phones. I want them put on a performance plan and on a sex offender list. I mean, come on, this is is not an app that grown adults should be using, let alone government employees on their work device. Am I right? Am I crazy? All right, folks, we're ready to get this show started. All right, all right. Let's head it off with the one, the only, the queen of our mutiny radio, Miss Pam Benjamin.
3: Keep slapping your hands together for Dash Renault, yay! Dash was getting political there, getting political, saying some political things. And I think that's important, because words are political, right? Words are important. Words are magic. I'm going to go as far to say that words are witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. Ah, okay. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah! I've been triggered lately. I am so triggered by the San Francisco Police Department, you guys. Super triggered. I don't know if you know about their new hiring practices. They've been hiring a whole slew of new cops. And they are all really cute. (laughs) Have you seen the new cute cops? You you haven't been seeing them? Am I the only one seeing the cute cops? A little short, but cute in the face. And so I walked up to a little gaggle of them in uh, Civic Center. And I said, I hope they make a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked. And the cops smiled. How many lives did I save? Happy cops don't shoot people. Using my white lady privilege for good. I don't know if those cops were actually really cute or if I'm really lonely or I don't know, maybe I have Stockholm syndrome. I have truly fallen in love with my oppressor. (laughs) And I saw one today get the handcuffs. I was like, oh. I've been spending a lot of time with a buddy in the ER lately. Uh, And we've been seeing, and it's been really fun for me because I get to see all the cute EMTs. EMTs and fire people, always super cute, super cute. And I think I know why. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. (laughs) Like, I want, right? I want to make out with this hot 26-year-old fireman. (laughs) I actually think the technical term is mouth-to-mouth. I don't know (laughs) resuscitation. I'm not so lonely that I'm faking my death so that EMTs will come save me. That It's not there yet. Cool. Almost. Very close. Very close. Uh, I'm just trying to not die. Things are going really well for me. Things are crazy. Uh, I get to go to Greece again. That's amazing. I love Greece. I do. It's a little hard on the self-esteem because I'm like a San Francisco 6. In Greece, I'm a 4. Uh, but I'm an Albanian 10, so that's good about Greece. I don't know what's happening. The Albanians we were talking back and forth and one of them said I was like why are you hitting on me I'm old you're 27 year old hot Albanian and he said oh Albanian women are very strong and very married I was like what does that make American women weak sluts like what are you saying bro I think that's what he was saying So I am going back to Greece I'm trying to not die I just I saw my mom for the first time in 12 years and she came in the radio station. I hadn't talked to her or seen her in 12 years. And she walked through that door, and the first thing she said to me was, oh, my God, you're so skinny. And all of my past trauma just, poof. <laughs> like. And then my dad hugged me before he left, and he was like, Pam, this radio station's amazing. I'm really proud of you. And I was like, I'm going to get struck by fucking lightning. This is it. I'm dead now. The, all of life has been condensed to a moment, and this is, this is the end. So I've been taking a lot of safety precautions. I've been looking both ways before crossing the street. Uh, I've been smoking way less pot in the morning before my showers to avoid those nasty slip and falls. I've eliminated choking hazards from my house. No more stone fruits, no more peaches, no more plums, no more tiny pretzels, no more 26-year-old men. Can you imagine I die suffocating on jizz? <laughs> oh. Jesus, learn to swallow Benjamin. And at my funeral, dash is there. And he says, oh, God, at least Pam died doing what she loved. As an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. But I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. All right, you guys have been great. I've been Pam. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yes.
2: I'm just imagining Pam getting struck by lightning, and then she hears those distant voices like, come to the light, Pam, come to the light. And she comes to the light, and there's this big, hefty, ugly dude making out to her, giving her mouth.
4: like, oh, no, r-
2: run away from that light. You know, you're, you're right. The hot em- EMTs, you need them. You need the hot EMTs. Otherwise, you will resist life. Uh, one more time for Pam Benjamin, folks. That was awesome. All right, your next comic, oh, what an amazing young man. You'll recognize him from Jeopardy, where he obtained a lot of uh, male stalkers and Wheel of Fortune, not just Jeopardy. You'll recognize Jeopardy, too. If you hadn't mentioned that, I could have gotten you on the double slate there, because I did think of Wheel of Fortune, and they wouldn't have known, you wouldn't have known, you would have thought it was Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. But he's super smart, he's very handsome, he runs a show at Silver Cloud. Um, you all know him, you love him. Let's hear it for the one and only Josh
5: Katsky. Yay! Thank you very much, Good for Dash. Dude, that is crazy. My, uh, my old roommate also did radio in college. She uh, had sex with Cuba Gooding Jr. Because he played radio in the movie Radio. Okay. I like starting with the stupidest joke I can. Uh, so we're gonna try another one. My name, as y'all know, is Joshua. And most of the time when I meet someone, I'll have this conversation. They'll say, what is your name? And I will say, Joshua. And they will say, oh. Do you go by Joshua or Josh? You just asked that. What happened in your life that you ask someone their name, they tell you, and then your first response is, he's probably lying to me. No, no, no. I've been burned before, okay? I know how this works. You tell me your name is Joshua. We become friends. Four years down the road, we go to a party. All your friends are there. I call you Joshua, and they go, who the f- fuck is this poser that doesn't know your real name calling you Joshua instead of your real name, J Money? Fuck that guy. Let's change gears, it's, uh, it's very cold outside uh, and I hate this weather, although I do like that we get to call it nippy. That's fun, right? Because it's the only weather that we really get to describe by how firm it makes our body parts. Right? I've, I've seen weathermen call it nippy outside I've never seen a weatherman be like, "It is a beautiful summer day, 95 degrees and saggy." (laughs) That's right. Those triple Bs are all going to be hanging knee height today—boobs, butt, and balls. Back to you, Tom. I also feel like we should change from like Fahrenheit to just like a nippiness index, right? Because what what is a Fahrenheit? What's a Celsius? What's a Kelvin? Like, I don't know what those are. You tell me it's 60% nippy, though. I can be like, yes, it is. I guess the only question is, would the nippiness index be like a percentage or a length measurement? Like, would it be 60% nippy or would it be like 4 millimeters nippy? I think this is what we really need to get to the bottom of. Uh, I've been studying... Ian and Dan for a few years now, and they're they're pretty good at comedy, and I've realized that the secret to success in comedy is wearing a beanie, so here I am. Uh, I'm getting sick of restaurants taking advantage of me. Don't you dare shake your head at that fact. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting sick of restaurants trying to take advantage of me. Uh, like, I went to this place last week, and with my dinner bill, there was a note from the owner. And the note said, I am a greedy piece of shit. Uh, All of my staff can't afford the rent and rather than share my profits with them, I'm gonna make you pay their salaries. Technically it said automatic 25% service charge, but I feel like that says the same thing, right? And, And like I used to get really upset when they would do that, but now I just take stuff. It's not stealing if you already paid for it, right so I, I do it on a tiered system 20 uh, percent I'll take a pen 25 percent I'll take a glass 30 percent I'll take a table you just shove that thing down your shirt and if anyone asks you why there's two table legs sticking out your shirt you can be like that's kind of personal but it is kind of nippy in here All right thanks for your time guys
4: Woo,
2: keep going for Josh Katsky, ladies and gentlemen While he's on his way out to go take Pam to his show What a gentleman Cutlery, Josh Take their cutlery Come on, that's where the money's at Take the fancy forks and knives You get some, some really nice knives at some of these restaurants, right? All right, our next one, we're going to have a surprise bump in because this young man also has places to go. He's a mover and a shaker, folks. He does wonderful impersonations of all of the Beatles, as far as I'm concerned. You'll remember him from last season of The Ozarks. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear
6: it. Ian Langlands! Yes, Stash, everybody. He's the man. Uh... I live here in San Francisco. I live in the city, and I live with uh, I live with two lesbians, which is true. Thank you. I uh, every time I tell a straight man that I live with two lesbians, their response is always the same. They go, "Oh wow, that must be hot." Uh, it's not hot when one of them is your sister, so it's a little different. Dynamic is a little doesn't really work the same. But it is true, you know, I live with my sister and her girlfriend and I'm I'm learning a lot, you know, my perspective is expanding. I, I learned this cool thing about lesbians. I don't know if you guys knew this, but they're really mean to their younger brothers. Did you guys know that? I don't know if you guys have ever been in an argument against two lesbians, but they get personal and they do not hold back. <laughs> and I can't win an argument against two lesbians. Look at me, that is a hate crime. I can't do that. I gotta let them let them fucking win. It does bum me out, though, when I fight with my sister. It bums me out because I feel like the straight man and the lesbian, we have so much in common. I feel like we could really get along. Like We both love women. And that's kind of it. But what more do you need in this world, okay? I feel like we could we could be a formidable duo. We, we could be like gay men and straight women. What they have is incredible. They're like the Shaq and Kobe of friendships. They're wonderful. I wish we could achieve that, but but I think the reality is we won't. Straight men and lesbians will never get along because we want the same thing. We're natural competitors, So we're never going to get along. And gentlemen, I hate to break it to you, but lesbians, they're going to win that battle nine times out of ten. That's just the truth. They win. The only thing I have to offer over a lesbian, you can buy a version of at the store. And it's always hard, and you could put it in a dishwasher. That doesn't seem fair. I can't go into good vibrations and be like, do you guys have any pocket pussies that help you feel empathy? Because I'll take a couple of those if you're selling it. Okay, I said I was only going to do a little bit of time, so that's all I'm going to do. Thank you, everybody.
7: <laughs> Ian
2: Langlands, folks. Tall, handsome, funny, attractive, and losing to lesbians. Losing to the lesbians. They've they've gotten him. All right, our next... Comic is a real treat. It has been a minute since this individual was last here at Mutiny Radio, and we are so lucky to have him. He's been telling jokes all around the bay. He's coming back to his roots, folks. I hope you all at home are ready for this and are tuned in. You don't want to miss out. Is everyone paying attention? Are you at the door for ready for this? Are we all ready for the return of the magnificent Mr. Daniel Lewis?
8: Oh, my God, what an introduction, you guys. Do not get your hopes up. We're going to do some uh, Little League baseball jokes, actually. i got to do this show, okay? Is everybody with me on this? I have to do this show tomorrow. It's for 1,500 four- to 13-year-old Little Leaguers and their parents. And the mayor of Alameda is going to be there and Stomper, the elephant mascot for the Oakland A's. Okay? So that's all you have to know about this, right? Good. Ready? Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good to see you out here. Moms, dads, ball players, and right fielders. Uh, sorry. Today I consider my <laughs> today, today I consider myself, 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 the luckiest man, man, man on the face of the earth, earth, earth. Except, except, except for Lou Gehrig. Gehrig, Gehrig. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky because it's Little League opening day, and uh, this t- at this time every year is when my bubblegum stocks go through the roof. Uh, these are for kids, too, guys. Okay. Uh, what an honor to be here. Uh, we have the mayor, Ms. Marilyn Ezzie Ashcraft, whose name, like a lot of you, I'm just learning today. Um, I'd like you to know, Mayor Ashcraft, that I would, with humility, if offered, humbly accept the key to the city. Don't sit on your hands on this one, Mrs. Mayor. Uh, my uh, price of my vote's not going down. Um, let's give the mayor a round of applause, uh, or not. Good thing the election is not anytime soon. Okay. All right. We're all thinking about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Stomper, we've got Stomper here today. Give it up for. Wait, we got Stomper here today. Yeah. Give it up for Stomper, you guys. Hey, not too much. Don't rile him. He's not used to seeing this many people at a baseball event. Um, I kid. Let's give him r- a then I go. Uh, this guy's way underpaid. He should be making twice as many peanuts. Uh, shit. I'm sorry. I have to read out this thing. I didn't mean to do it. I don't mean to do it that way, guys. Uh, it's a good thing elephants never forget because the A's haven't won anything in 34 years. Uh, Stomper, are you looking for that condo in Vegas yet? Uh, this is amazing. This is the real Stomper, you guys. Uh, do not, I repeat, do not engage the Stomper that sleeps down by Jack London Square. Uh, who am I? I'm, uh, you op- your standard opening day for Little League comedian. Uh, I'm not even the headliner today. Uh, I'm, I'm literally opening for opening day. Uh, I'm here because my local club, the Alameda Comedy Club, agreed to sponsor one of the teams. Go Laughing Stocks. And uh, and, prov- and they provided a comedian. I'm going to skip that part. I'm sorry. I don't have enough time. Uh, so kids, just remember, if you practice every day, work hard. Hit those batting cages. You too can be 47 years old. We stand-up comedy for Little Leaguers at 11 a.m. Uh, opening day. Uh, this is very exciting. Uh, only at the end of a long season, after the dust clears, do we find out, finally, which team has the craziest dads. Some of these kids have a huge advantage. Two dads. Uh. All right, let's get serious. No one wants to hear it, but I'm worried about the integrity of this league. I saw an empty bottle of Sonny D in one of the dugouts. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, these kids are juicing. Uh, we've got t-ball players here. Uh, some of them uh, are what we call five-tool players. They can, th- they can run to the wrong base. They can throw a tantrum. They can pick their nose. They can poop their pants for average, and they can poop their pants for power. Uh, that's a baseball joke, trust me. What I like about T-ballers is, uh, you know, they're not in it for the statistics. You know, they don't care about RBIs and OPS, but they're worried about POO. Okay. That's it. How much time did I use? Okay, good. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks. Helps to go through the jokes.
2: Four minutes on the nose. What a professional, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you glad you got to that. It's like I feel like we're there uh, in Alameda tomorrow morning. You know, and We didn't even have to do that. We didn't even have to go out to a baseball pitch. We got to experience the best part
4: of their
9: day.
2: I think that's great. Are you guys ready to finally mix up the lineup and stop with all the white dudes We finally get some, some ladies up here on the stage? A very, very, very funny one at that. She runs an excellent show on uh, Ocean Ale House every second Sunday? It's, it's amazing, folks. Definitely make it out to that. Let's hear it. For Miss Amy Stringer.
10: Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Cool. All right. Ah. Oh, oh my gosh. Hello. It has been three years, and I still have not gotten COVID. Yeah. I don't know if that deserves applause. I'm either immune or a big loser. But um, there's a lot of people I've canceled plans on that sure believe I've had it. Mm. Yeah, I think pronouns are so important. Like, I I never want to make a mistake. Always want to get them right. So whenever someone says something really funny to me and I want to laugh, instead of he, 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 I always say he, she, they be sure. I think um, I was an English major in college. So grammar, good grammar really turns me on. Like if I'm on a dating app and someone messages me, hello, comma, Amy, I'll be like, hello, comma, husband. I'm a positive. You're the direct object of my future tense. Semicolon colon and parentheses, the winky face, made a winky face at the end, <laughs> period. That's a complete sentence. Okay. Hmm. Um, I like to drink a lot, um, but I was thinking it's just, you know, another drug. Like any other addictive drug, and it's so normalized, glamorized in society. Like, can you imagine if we treated other drugs the way we treat alcohol? Like every year you could go to Coke fest. Athletes could do the meth mile. yeah, uh. You could be pulled over. You you could be riding in a car with your friends. You could be pulled over by a police person. They could ask you, have you been uh, doing crack tonight? And you'd go, absolutely not. Who do you think we are? I mean, we were crack tasting. We weren't doing crack. I am... Um, I was thinking about the Bible, and um, I was thinking that the story of Adam and Eve is like the first instance of gaslighting. Like, um, you know, some people say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. The Bible says an apple one time keeps women down forever. Yeah, God and Adam were just like, oh, you like fruit, you honey Crisp whore? How do you like to grow your own watermelon-sized demon inside you every nine months, you Fuji fuckface? How do you like them apples, you Granny Smith bitch? All right. Um, yeah. One uh, just one one thing. I am um, you know sometimes when I s- tell my friends I I do stand up, um sometimes they ask me like what's the hardest part about doing stand up? And um this so so I want to tell you what it is and here it is. Oh, okay, that was it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: That was excellent. She's not wrong. Dealing with these mic stands is difficult. I can just imagine, you know, someone being like, oh, no, this is the real Arm & Hammer crack. You know, this isn't the off-brand baking soda crack. This is the artisanal crack. Of course, you want an extra taste. Artisanal crack. Okay. Next up on our docket, let's make it very loud for Mr. Mikey J. Starks. (laughs) Not here. Okay. Well, good. I guess we don't have Mikey J. Starks. Never mind, ladies and gentlemen. That was a test. I'm glad we all had your enthusiasm for someone who I did not recognize. Johnny's in the room, right? Johnny Nutson. Yes. Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep it going. Make it loud. Johnny Nutson.
11: All right. Um. Yep. Um, Apparently skin's an organ. People know this? People know that skin's an organ? <laughs> oh, I missed that somehow. You know what I mean? I don't really buy it, though, you know? Because it's like the only organ that you can see. You know what I mean? Except for your eyeballs, I guess. But who gives a fuck about the eyeballs, right? The balls of the north. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know. But can you imagine if like... Uh, like a heart, like a human-sized heart, like a liver and a gallbladder were having a few beers one night, you know what I mean, just shooting the shit. Some, some skin walked in and was like, what's up, fellas, happy Friday. I'd like to partake in this con- in this conversation, considering that I am also an organ. They'd be like, get the hell out of your saggy insiders only. And well, my niece thought that was kind of funny, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. Now I'd be like, I'm cool, I swear I'm cool, you know? That's what the skin would say, somehow, through its, you know, just infinite number of folds, you know what I Because mean? I'm just thinking like a, a blob of skin here, you know what I mean? Like a human-sized blob of skin sort of slithering around. Be like, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm an organ, I promise. He'd be like, yeah? Why are you sweating so much, man? Good, okay. Uh, <laughs> skin has been on my mind, though, I d- will say that. It's been on my mind. Been on top of my mind, really. Sort of uh, on the sides, you know, forehead skin. Really been sort of 360-degree skin wrap around my thoughts. You guys are acting like you don't have any skin right now. Or uh, it'd, be weird, it'd be weird though if there was someone in here with no skin and you're just like, "What's up, man?" It'd be weird to see. <laughs> it'd be very concerning at the same time. Something the other day was like, um, you know, if you like skin so much, why don't you become a dermatologist? I don't think a dermatologist is going around from open mic to open mic compulsively bombing (laughs) on a (laughs) weekly basis. Plus, I'm, like, half-retarded, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I don't think I could ever try to become a doctor in my wildest dreams. Is a piece of skin, is that, like, a... Is that some skin or a skin? Like, a. all right, good to know. Good to know. Someone the other day was like, that's, um... That's the right answer, and uh, he's in agreement with that. And I just need to get that on the table. I think that's the correct answer, um, but I think it's like a Google interview question. You know what I mean? So, uh, insiders, insider Google interview guy joke. No, I don't. I don't. I don't do those types of jobs. <laughs> um. All right. I uh, I live at home. You know, I'm a bald guy. So let's pretty functional. (laughs) I'm a functional adult. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like when Google figures out that you're a bald guy that lives at home, it's like, we're gonna radicalize that fucker. I'm just out here, like, kicking away YouTube suggestions, you know, left and right. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know, because I get, like, crazy shit recommending me, you know, like, uh, fucking, I don't know, like, three-minute home workout, seven signs you're autistic, the truth about January 6th. I don't click on it. Never click on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get the bell? One minute. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, I get distracted all the time. You know, I get distracted. Like when I'm distracted, I mean, like I'll be like trying to do work, and then all of a sudden I'm like reading every comment ever made by username like KimmyChonga4269. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but then all of a sudden I'm like on the Wikipedia for skin. You know what I mean? There's an entire Wikipedia dedicated to skin, it's the craziest thing. The first sentence is skin is a really weird fucking word. You know what I mean? I guess it's like anything though. You say it enough times it just sounds like nonsense. Skin, 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 skin. Skin. It'd be weird if someone like walked past and saw just a bald guy like singing skin. You know what I mean? Alright, I'm gonna leave. Give it up for your
12: host and the dash. <laughs>
2: keep going for johnny nuts and ladies and gentlemen no he's he's absolutely uh i don't know about the the whole youtube thing i don't think you can blame google and youtube for for radicalizing these bald guys at home the problem here really when it comes down to it when it comes down to brass tacks the issue is that uh what are these people squawking back Have we got Dub squawking sorry right. he's just sat on the whoopee cushion it's all right the, the problem is that you have people looking for media, and only the wrong outlets are making that media, right? Because it used to be people would only get history from history books in the news, and that was bad enough. That was all, you know, pretty racist and shit. But now, kids want to look up, like, oh, what would have happened if the Nazis did win the war, you know? You're not going to get CNN's answer to that question. You're going to get some, you know, dude in a shed who's like, oh, I'll tell you exactly what would have happened. <laughs> you know, like it would have been so fucking cool. You know, that's that's the video you're going to end up watching. It's an honest question. You're just getting bad, bad intel. All right, our next comedian is so, so funny. I love her so much. She has been killing up the scene. You've seen her across the country from Texas all the way across the Bay Area here. She's hilarious. She's so just down to earth and incredibly wild in both ways. You're gonna love her too. Let's hear it for Miss Denise Lee.
13: Pretty cool they put the dude with the least hair up before the person with the most hair up here. You guys got all those jokes about being bald, now you're just gonna get jokes about hair. <laughs> no, uh, okay. Uh, I work I work from home, and I like working from home. I like getting to like know my coworkers over Zoom. I was on a Zoom meeting with my coworker earlier today, and she was like, are you hungry right now? And I got, she's never asked me personal questions, so I got really excited. I was like, you know what, I am hungry, but I've been intermittent fasting and she's like, okay, Denise, I was talking to my dog, and I tried to play it cool, so I was like, is your dog intermittent fasting? (laughs) And she was like, I prefer to just talk about work. (laughs) And then we just started talking about work. And the worst part was, I'm not even intermittent fasting. (laughs) I just thought it'd be like a cool conversation starter because she looked like the type of person who would intermittent fast. <laughs> but maybe that was just like the wrong assumption for me to make. Like, I feel like my coworkers and I make a lot of assumptions about each other. Sometimes it feels like just like a little, a little racist, you know? Like, all of my coworkers, they just automatically assume I'm always trying my hardest. <laughs> so I've been using that inaccurate assumption to my advantage for the last four years. (laughs) Like, the thing is, I've never really gotten, like, good at my job or anything, but I've gotten really good at nodding enthusiastically, and that takes me halfway there. Uh, I took a a pole dancing class recently. It was for exercise. I feel like I need to, like, qualify that statement every time because people get uncomfortable. Uh, I went with my friend to this pole dancing class. She's really into it and she was like, Denise, like pole dancing is like a great way to increase your confidence. And I was like, I'm pretty sure to take a pole dancing class you already need like a lot of confidence. But we went to this class, right? And I actually really liked it. And at the end of class, I went up to the teacher and I was like, "Hey, do you think I could do pole dancing like professionally?" And she was like, "I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, why not? And she was like, look, pole dancing is a workout for sure, but you don't have to look like you're in pain the whole time. She was like, why were you making grunting noises the whole class, like you were actually working out? And honestly, like the reason I did that was because I wanted her to know I was working hard, you know? Like I'm a very hard worker, but like it really shows on my face. I'm very I'm very confident in myself though. You know, I think the class worked. Like I I I w- I think I would be like a great pole dancer. Like I feel like men would see me pole dancing and just admire me for my work ethic, you know? Like I I think I would be the type of pole dancer that would inspire men to go home and provide for their families. <laughs> They would go home to their wives, and they would be like, that pole dancer, Denise Lee, she just bent over and pulled me up by my bootstraps. I'm going back to school. And then he would take all his friends to the strip club, and they would see me struggling but doing my best, and they'd be like, who is that? And then he would just be like, that is an American hero. Respect her. (laughs) All right, I've been Denise. Thank you so much. (laughs)
2: That's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll get this fixed. Denise Lee, ladies and gentlemen, I told you that was going to be funny, and I I stand by that. That was hilarious. Um, No, I can't believe it. Women these days taking pole dancing lessons for exercise. Like, what the hell? What's next? Fellatio fitness? Come on. (laughs) And I know all the boyfriends in the audience are like, dude, don't ruin this. (laughs) But... you can't do that. You can't take the shame out of pole dancing. That ruins the art form. You know? That'd be like that'd be like taking cigarettes and bulimia out of ballet, you know? Deprives <laughs> it of what makes it, you know, its thing. Are you dead in there, Liam? Okay. Funniest thing I'm gonna say all night. Our next comedian. Mr. Harvey
1: Walshon have seen you Alright guys, this is going to be really rough but I promise it enough. turns around in the end. So my dad everyone sees me as just a white guy that pisses me off because I'd rather be black And that pisses me off because wanting to be black is the whitest shit about me. (laughs) When I'm undercover with a bunch of white guys, this question always comes up. If you had to be another race, what race would you be? Always had to be another race, by the way. Never if you got to be another race or if you could be another race. Always had to be another race. Very interesting. Um, And every white guy always says black. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, oh yeah, top three reasons, right? BBC, why guys crazy about that BBC, of course. Uh, good at sports. Don't have to pretend like you care about freedom of speech when someone hears you say the N word. That's, those are the top three right there. Um, so I do look really white. And I've been told that there's a lot of privilege that comes with being white, of course. Looking white, of course. Um, But looking this white does make me feel like I'm not black. Like, thankfully, I will never be the victim of a hate crime. Of course. Thankfully, of course. But I do think being involved in a hate crime would help with my identity crisis. That's fucked up to say, but that's how I genuinely feel. If you called me the N-word, fuck you, but thanks for noticing. You know, (laughs) that's... Uh, I feel too included in the gay community for someone who's approximately straight. This is where it gets really, really rough. So I've been called a fag a million times. Can't get one Um, (laughs) N-word. I've been called a fag so many times, which is why I'm comfortable saying fag, but the closest I've been to being called the N-word is niglet, and even then, I'm iffy on saying that. This is me trying it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, where was I going, Doug? Um. Second, I gotta pull it out. Oh, okay. But technically I do have it backwards. Like I should say the N word, my family's black, we're from the south, and I shouldn't say fag. I only like dick on trans chicks, and that's not gay anymore. I lost fag, the goalpost moved. Um, So have you guys noticed that gay trauma is the only kind of trauma that you can get without being a part of the targeted group? So like in high school, I took a lot of stray bullets for closet gay kids because I have a lisp. I was a much more obvious target. And it was cool, you know, it's cool. I was happy to do it. uh, But their sexuality is built on my trauma now. So where are my reparations for that? I'm just kidding. uh, The gays are very nice to me. I've been offered plenty of below jobs. um, Okay, cool. But I do think that's interesting. This is something particular to to gay trauma. Um, For example, if you're white and someone calls you the N word, uh, first of all, that was meant for me, what a small child outside. Okay let's see if we can <laughs> <laughs> skip around a bit. Okay but my main point, uh, okay so yeah, if you get called N-word and you're white that's not going to traumatize you, that's my main point. Um, but that's not, is but being, but gay trauma is different because. If you're straight and you get called a fag, then they'll still be, they'll still traumatize you, right? It's ironically kind of like HIV. Like, you don't have to be gay to have HIV or gay trauma, and being straight won't save you uh, from the effects of either of them. Um, trust me about the gay trauma. I don't have HIV. Cool. Thanks, guys. That went, like, a billion <laughs> times better than I thought it was going to go in my <laughs> all right, Harvey, ladies and gentlemen.
2: That was quite the performance. I, w- I was so busy enjoying that, I couldn't even come up with tags for it or anything. There was all kinds of great things on there. Race relations, you know, homophobia, trans stuff, all the great things. This is this is what makes San Francisco great, folks. That was a great, great performance. So let's keep it rolling. We're about to have another great performance from Miss Emily Rudolph.
14: Okay, I am still working on this, so we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> my therapist uh, recently suggested I stop choosing to start and end my day with murder podcasts. Her name is Lana. I told Lana that I just like to be prepared. She's probably right, though. I have a hard time focusing on therapy as a comic. I really like trying to get her to break character, you know? She recently asked me why I'm so pessimistic about the idea of marriage, and I was like, fuck, She like, shouldn't you be telling me that? Um, No, but I I told her the reason, like, till death do us part, that's what we say, you know. Um, And it's not the institution of marriage that I'm against, I just really think our quality control has gone bad. You still have people 30 years in, like 30 years in you have guys that are chopping up their wives and putting them in oil bins instead of filing for a divorce. (laughs) <laughs> she didn't know what to say to that either, but I did get a chuckle out of her, too, so. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I showed up to my last bikini wax wearing Darth Vader underpants. thought it would be a conversation starter. Uh, it was one day after a 65-mile bike ride. Everything was going fine until the 19-year-old girl preparing to slather hot wax on my vagina asked me to step out of the Darth Vader underpants and spread myself on her table, heels together is what they tell you. Um, so now <laughs> I'm realizing that I can't get my knees down because I was so sore from the bike ride. So they bring in these two big old ladies, and I've got these two old women holding my legs down. Not going well. And <laughs> and um, <laughs> as this girl's about to start waxing, you know, my lady bits, and it's at this moment that I realize, like, I'm definitely a little gay. If it weren't for the intense pain, I I wouldn't have been turned on at all. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep that. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Um, My therapist also told me that I should start wearing outfits that make me feel confident. And like I said, I'm a cyclist. My boyfriend recently asked me to stop showing up for our dates in full spandex. um, And that gets me in in trouble a lot. Because uh, it's extremely difficult to strip naked on a bike ride in a porta potty when you're sweaty and have to squat uh, in cleats to take a shit. So, (laughs) anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys.
2: (laughs) Oh, Miss Emily Rudolph, ladies and gentlemen. What a funny young lady. You find her here at Mutiny Radio multiple days a week. That's what makes this place run. And her incredibly funny, significant other about to come... Wow! Take the stage, Mr. Raphael Rady? Ready? Wolf Raphael Wolfgang Wolfgang yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah. Ready or Ready? Or Rada? Rada. Damn it! Damn it, folks! All right, let's hear it for Mr. Wolfgang.
15: Thank you, guys. Thank you. How are we doing, Mutiny Radio? All right. Good. Good stuff, man. Dude, stand-up comedy. This is awesome. I love stand-up. I like stand-up a lot. Stand-up is really cool, but stand-up is really hard, you know what I mean? And it's hard because uh, timing is everything, you know. Timing is really everything. I'll give you an example. Uh, This is a joke I wrote the other day. Um, Is it gay to have sex with a trans woman? Timing is everything. (laughs) Timing is everything. (laughs) Anyway, so... um (coughs) I had a weird experience the other day. Uh, I was walking down the street and uh, I was walking past a park and I saw something really crazy. I saw a bunch of kids playing in the park and I saw a pedophile. (laughs) That wasn't the fucking (laughs) punchline. I saw a pedophile in the park and I was the only
12: one who saw him.
4: (laughs)
15: <laughs> I was the only one who saw. No one else. No one else noticed that there was a pedophile there. I was the only one who noticed. And no, no, I wasn't looking at myself. Ha ha. ha, ha. No, I was looking through my binoculars. <laughs> oh my god! But but it, it was bullshit because his. I was the only one who noticed him, and I was the only one who saw through his disguise. His disguise was shitty. All he did was he replaced the candy with ice cream, and he put a window and extra freezer space in his white van, and all of a sudden, kids are lining up down the block to get ice cream from this guy, and I was like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. How didn't I think of that?
4: Uh.
15: Because uh, there's no bigger loophole, there's no bigger loophole in the world to getting within arm's distance of a child from a moving vehicle than that. It's fucking, like, you don't even have to, you don't even have to drive, like, because with a white van, you got to do the whole, you know, you got to drive up to them, then open them, put it back on their head. But with, a, with an ice cream tray, you just stick a popsicle out, and you just, you just have to time it perfectly. You just got to time it, right? You just stick it out right as he grabs on, he just, like, catching tuna, just, them in the freezer, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what's weird? You know what's actually really weird about it is that is that it seems like they don't, right? It seems like they actually don't. I've never actually heard of a, uh, a, a, a an ice cream man who, who diddles kids. I've never heard of it. I have heard of kids who go missing, Which I mean, when you really consider how fucking easy it would be, uh, you have to assume that there's probably a few of those kids are in my new ice cream truck. <laughs> so strange hearing laughter from in there. As well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get the kid, get the kid plus twenty bucks. You know, it's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, that is actually uh, all I got for you guys tonight. So that is my time. Give it up for your host, everybody.
2: Raphael Wolfgang, or as those of us who are in the know, Raphael Wolfgang Rada, we know. Now that the rest of his fans, they're not going to get to know, but we're, we get to know him personally. That's the Mutiny Radio experience right here. Um, are you seriously dead in there? Like, what the f- this is humiliating. This is—it's on the—people on the internet know how long you've been in there. I know. I mean, jeez. Do they, do they not have any toilet paper, or is it— it's bad, whatever it is. Is Deep Tanchu here? I don't see Deep, Ta- Deep tanchu here tonight. Um, oh, 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 Newman's back. Yes, yes. Okay, let me introduce this man. This is my neighbor, folks. They, you know, I, was, I started the show talking about how important it is that we represent for San Francisco and how much this means to me. And here, we've got – kid lives right across the street from me. I've seen him from when he first started comedy, and man, is this guy blowing up um, – you're gonna love his style. His delivery is just impeccable. He's a very, very, very funny man. Let's make it loud for Mr. Newman. Shake. Uh.
7: What's up, guys, now I feel kind of bad because I'm just gonna try the worst material you guys have ever seen. Um, do you guys know what like the gender war is? Like, you know, like people are like men and women online like fighting and stuff. Yeah, I think that's, like, a stupid name to describe what's going on. Because, like, women on one side, they're fighting for, like, bodily autonomy and, like, feeling safe and stuff like that. And then guys, their side is, like, women don't want to have sex with us, and that makes me feel bad. Like, that's not the same thing. All right, I told you this was going to be a rough strap-in. I have this on the way here. It is Women's History Month, and I'm kind of scared like that just means white women are gonna get a whole lot more annoying. This guy in the bathroom is stealing my thunder. I can see it. You know this is. You know, this do I have to wait for this guy to come out? Can we just can we just do an applause break? I don't know who the fuck is in there. That's what I said. But okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I am dating. I uh, took this girl out recently to Taco Bell cuz that's where I'm at in my life. And um, while we were there this um while we were there like this guy he suddenly starts jerking off, which I didn't mind cuz it's like a Taco Bell in SF, like that's the vibe. But my date she got really offended. She's like I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me. And I was like he could be jerking off to me, you know? Like let's not be close-minded. But she's like really adamant on finding out who this guy's jerking off to. Like this is where her self-esteem comes from. But she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go and ask. And like a gentleman, I was like, good luck. And luckily, nothing horrible happens. And she comes back, and she's like, he's not. Oh, plus, yeah, let's go. Oh, it's a kid. Okay, never. It's a kid. Never mind. That's weird. We're just applauding and underage. Like I was. I thought it was a fully grown man in there. Just like a 14-year-old not good doing crowd work out of a guy who came out that's weird i don't know anyway all right next joke um oh yeah let me let me finish this joke so this guy was jerking off he wasn't jerking off to any one of us he jerking o- he was jerking off to a reflection of himself you can see in the window and i think that's self-love like that's beautiful you know i wish to get there someday um i'm part of gen z which I think is a very apt description for like my generation, because it's like the last generation that's gonna live like full lives, that's really nice. Yeah, I do <coughs> probably. I mean, have you seen the news? I mean, I don't know. I think I work with like kids, and I like working with them, but sometimes they'll come up to me and say some outlandish shit, like I want to be. Like, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. And I was like, I got to be like, look, you're probably going to be, like, scrounging for water when you grow up. You know, like that's going to be your thing. Like, learn how to hunt. You know, like, that's what you should be doing. Um, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. Again? What the fuck? Uh. All right. All right. Way to steal my thunder. I know where you live. I'm fighting you after this. What's going to happen? Like, when Dash's car gets vandalized, just know it's because of your son. But anyway, what else was I talking about? Yeah, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like, my friend she got a DUI recently. And her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic. Like, I don't know what sign that is. But it's not a good one. Like, I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, astrology is going to be just, like, a legal defense. Like, there are be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client did kill eight people. But that's just what happens when you're a fire sign. Like Mercury's in retrograde, that's all. All right. I think I'm going it there. Goodbye, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, Newman, shake, folks. I was giving you an extra minute to make up for, for my son's terrible interruption of your wonderful performance. That is the literal definition of upstaging someone in the in the worst possible way. That's I was miserable. Do we have Jack here tonight? Is Jack Weiler here tonight? No, no, I don't see it. Um, is anyone not on the list or signed up that wants to perform tonight already signed up? You, you, let me get your name on here. Right on there. Um, are you already on? Are you, so, yeah. If, oh, you did sign, so, no, if you did sign up with Pam, no, I'm, I'm still calling off names on there. I just wanted to make sure anyone who's not already on this list while well, I'm, I'm documenting that. <coughs> um, Paul's not here. Do Tom, she's not here. Jack's not here. Stephanie Block is not here. Is Dominion Sims here? Dom's not here. Is Kane here? Kane's here. Oh, Kane's here. All right, so Liam, you're going to be next, all right? All right, right now, coming to the stage, Mr. Kane.
16: Really quick, I just want to give it up. Two of my top five favorite Filipinos are here, Joko and Eric. I'd say I'd say top three, you know, but Jared's not here. Uh. So anyways, really quick, I'm going to need you guys to be honest with me. I need to get a raise of hands from everybody in here. Ladies, you can opt out if you want to. Who here has tried to suck their own dick? All right. All right, there we go. I'm fucking, I'm appreciative of the honesty. Because I was going to say, if no one, if no one's going to say anything, I was going to be like, you've definitely tried. At least <laughs> once or twice. At least once or twice. All right. So here's the thing. All right, so raise your hand if you've tried. All right. Now, raise your hand if you have sucked your own dick. There we go. All
4: right.
16: All right. First thing, it's easier than people say it is. Everyone says, oh, Marilyn Manson had to remove two ribs to suck his own dick. That's bullshit. I swear to God, all you gotta do is sit down on a fucking chair, grab the backs of your fucking thighs, and just fucking, <laughs> just go to fucking town, and you can suck your own dick. It's awesome, dude. Well, anyways, well, it's kind of, it's not that awesome. It's kind of disappointing, because it kind of feels more like you're just sucking a dick than you're getting your dick sucked. If I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know? But I will say, hey, it, you've tried, right? You tried? So, what, <laughs> oh, Really? One thing that you can do if you want to both impress, terrify, and shock your partners, dude, just start sucking your own dick in front of them. I promise, dude. It'll fucking, it'll really spice things up in a crazy fucking way. I promise you that. <laughs> you know, but I could, uh, I feel bad, man. You know, I could never talk like this in front of my family. You know, they'd be like, we don't know that faggot. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't, they don't fuck with gay people. You know, they don't, they don't know about my secret, Uh, my secret life. I've got a lot of uh, ex convicts in my family, you know? That's just one thing about them is they don't really fuck with gay people, uh, you know, obvious reasons. But, uh, one thing that is pretty funny about ex-convicts, if you don't know any, is trying to eat dinner with these motherfuckers, or any meal for that matter. You would be sitting at a table with these fucking guys, and th- this is how the meal usually goes down. <coughs> don't fucking touch my food, bro. Can I get some? No, it's fucking mine, dude. Don't fucking touch it. Dude might not be here tomorrow. Don't fucking touch that, dude. Oh. My bad, I'm just hungry, dude. Come on. There's like enough for everybody? No. <coughs> that fucking cost like two Slim Jim's fucking. You got to fucking head drop for that, dude. <coughs> <coughs> Meanwhile, there's no food left. You haven't had shit to eat. The table's empty. It's like, fuck, you're sitting there like this is. Dude, I'd be horrified if any of my friends were here watching this. You just know, fucking food crumbs everywhere. The fu- You know, the profanity it comes out of these people's mouths, you know? My dad especially. He's really, you know, all the time he just kind of walks around and talks and grunts a lot. He's got that uh, that tweaker grunt like that. <coughs> 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 uh, yeah, bro. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <coughs> no, I'm not sharing that. Anyways, I got some other one-liners I wanted to try too. Uh, other so than growing up with ex-cons, you know, growing up could be a little hard sometimes. You know, growing up with an animal hoarder it was a little rough. You know, I think I buried more cats than a fucking serial killer. Growing up with an animal hoarder, you know. But the only difference between me and someone like Ed Kemper is I prefer a live pussy, not dead. You feel me? <laughs> and uh, that doesn't matter whether you're like burying it, digging it out, eating it. Alive is always better than dead, in my opinion. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're talking about the body part or the animal. You know, both is better alive. To be honest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: That's all I got
2: kane ladies and gentlemen by the way that's still a minute when you hear that when you hear the horn that's still a minute you got there but no that was that was hilarious I, I feel like Kane's uh ex-con relatives might have gotten exposed to the human cordyceps while they were there on the inside that's, that was a lot of grunting I was like I'm not sure if that's uh yeah yeah defensive thing or a zombie thing but uh some fool let a child in here so I think we need to get him up on stage to get him out of here before we get any more th- riveting comedy coming out it gets, gets too real. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, give him a very hard time and hold no punches for the unimpressive, n- diminutive Liam Danger Renault.
17: What a nice introduction from the person who birthed you. Um, <laughs> I was in there so long, it was like. Um, when frickin' the main guy Fry from Futurama was frozen in ice. I could hear everything happening. Heard Elon Musk bringing up people to the planets. You know, the classic uh, nursery rhyme. Um, Boys went to Earth to get a lot girthier. Boys went to Mars to get away from the men. Um, So I was thinking about this. I heard recently that they're making a new political party. First time in, like, hundreds of years, I'd imagine. And I just hope it's a detective comics party. DC, if you didn't know. Had to be explained by a child. You know, the supervillains, they're always trying to be mayor. You know, Two-Face, Penguin, which is someone here. I forgot they left. They left. They have humans to eat. But, um, yeah, I just think, you know, it would be really good. They could get down on the Batman and Robin brutality. Um, and recently, Batman. Batman, <laughs> in the newest movie, Joker hired people of color to fill in for, like, finding more jobs. And because that Batman accidentally hurt one too much and now... He's trying to get canceled. Now he's like a red icon. You know, it makes sense. In those movies, there were never anyone of color. But Spider-Man, Spider-Man knew what he was doing. You know, there's a reason he's the head. Like the new ones, they had the Miles Morales animated one. They had Zendaya. In the second one, they had an Asian character. When would you ever find an Asian character back then? It was like trying to scratch a ticket card. Like there was... You know, Jackie Chan. It was just impossible to find him. So a year ago, I was going to see this Pixar movie with my parents. And uh, before walking in, my mom said, Are you sure you want to see this? And I was like, Yeah. And he said, Why not? And then she proceeded to tell me she thought the movie about a girl turning into a red panda was about uh, her girl having a period. The problem is she was actually correct. This just makes me wonder what the next Pixar movie is going to be. Turning sticky? And you know, it's just shocking. They haven't had this problem before. I mean, red isn't even Disney's color. It's Nintendo's color and never while playing Mario as Princess Peach sent me to go get a star at CVS. And a star is what she calls her tampon. You know, there's a reason. Like, why would a plumber be at the castle? he has to be getting maybe she flushes them you know oh luigi we have a lot to work to do you know or maybe just with plumbers make good money you know maybe prince's don't ex- maybe that's the best thing nothing more romantic than someone that fixes the pipes what? um okay so 10 years ago there was this pop dj duo called lmfao and, you know, they're famous for Party Rock. Party Rock is in the house tonight. You guys know it. He's absolutely, vibe- he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, re- I didn't know until recently that they're actually an uncle-nephew duo. And that's really, if you think of that, it's really disturbing. Because think about all the things that happened at the parties that were at. Think about what was happening in the same room or <laughs> adjacent rooms. Like, imagine him going by and, like, there are all these lights and then there's, like, a sock on the door. I don't know. I think Red Foo, the older one, should take some responsibility. You know, take away his keys, take his screen time. I don't know. They said they made an album like you said, sorry for party rocking, but they never said sorry for bad parenting. And that's my time. Liam Danger and now.
2: I didn't understand a word of that. That was ridiculous. What? The stars or tampons? What? Is there a brand of tampons called Star? There is? You guys know that? Did people know? See, no one knew that. No one knew that. It'd be okay. funny. Yeah, you had to explain it though. You should have gone straight through. like I didn't know what the, I like Yeah, why does he know that? That's weird. <clears throat> A few amazing amazing comics just uh, came in and all of you are making it up. All of you are making it up on stage. We were just we we're just and I believe that our first here very very funny man. I uh, hope you're ready for some very very witty material from Mr. Deep Tantsho.
18: The introduction was really lovely, really funny, really witty. You guys are going to be so disappointed now. Yeah, I moved to the US in 2015 and I moved directly to San Francisco. Disneyland for the LGBTQ. And first day of school, I saw two lesbians driving their Subarus getting out of their cars and they started making out. Coming from India, it was so nice to see such a progressive country. Like being from India, I'd never seen women drive. Yeah. I, uh, recently met my ex-girlfriend. I just, uh, bumped into her and I asked her miss or missus. And she was like doctor. And then she just started talking about how much doctor stuff she's doing. She did like F Doctors Without Borders. She she has been saving lives during COVID. She even got a grant to treat cancer. I was like, all of that is good, but still Miss or Misses? No one laughed. Yeah. She kept going on about her achievements. And I was like, I just want to sleep with you. Can you stop talking about your CV. Unless it stands for C or vagina. I brought some people back in that joke. You like the word vagina? Uh, And do you like vaginas? Good. Yeah, I also like vaginas. I think they are the gods greatest creation out there. Uh, and actually, I'm really good at eating vagina too. I'm great at eating pussy. No, I have, I have like five star reviews for my cunnilingus game. Every time I go down on a girl, they say that it, it feels so different when you are down there. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I have an accent. That was a joke I already had, but I made it seem like it was spontaneous. That's comedy. Thank you. (laughs) I was saying for the joke, not for my time. You all are stupid. Yeah. That's why I'm up here. Uh, okay, Now I'll come back to earth and do a shitty joke. Uh, yeah, monkeys, man, I guess monkeys have figured out life. They are way smarter than humans. Uh, like you cannot convince a monkey to share their banana. So that after they die, they get like a billion bananas. That was the thought thought of the day for me. Thinking about monkeys and pussies. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Now you can clap for me. A man
4: of
2: all right, Deep Tanchu Ja, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody yeah, I love Deep Tanchu's material so much. A lot of you, you don't know this about me, but I too grew up in India. Yeah. Yeah, I did. In fact, it's funny because your joke about the monkeys is interesting. Because you go to all of these Hindu and Buddhist temples, who are they populated by? Thousands of monkeys. You know, they're the ones living in these temples. Interestingly enough, but uh, you know, yeah, people give me shit because a lot of my humor, I'll be making fun of Pakistan and stuff, and they'll be like, "No, dude, you can't do that. You can't, you can't make fun of Pakistan. You didn't even live there." And I'm like, "No, but I, I grew up in India, and growing up in India, you, you make fun of Pakistan." Yeah. <laughs> okay oh our next gentleman very very funny and a master of the grill mr paul the grill master robertson
19: Had a bad day. Is this on? Had a really bad day. Got problems. You guys got problems? Yeah. My back hurts. Got to pee. My dick's too big. You fellas relate? Somewhat? Oh. I I it was like a big yes, a kind of. I thought there was gonna be a no, like the 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 three like like fucking three bears in the porridge or something. But but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a problem. I catch people looking. I'm like, excuse me. I'm up here I can't uh, be proud of normal guy things girls are always asking me about me and my massive penis I got a nice car too I wanted her to get to know me a little bit they uh, I was in sweats leaving the gym and they stopped me. Hey, stop right there. Take that foam roller out of your pants. I turned around. The attendant girl, she blushed. She wanted me to take her then and there right on the counter. I'm like, you're not even asking about my car? Guys, I want that car stuff to work so bad. It's not working. That's okay. I'm going to ditch it. You probably know about the wraparound technique, liar. The rest of you guys don't know. You have little penises, and I'm envious. I tried to get a surgery to reduce its. sure this is serious. don't be an ableist this is my disability it's my mental health we're talking about I'm trying to get a search surg- trying to get a surgery to reduce its length and girth both some guys only need to remove one problem but mine's so big I mean I'd say you get the picture but It doesn't fit in just one picture. I I had a a lot of work being me. It's hard being me when you have such a girthy, seed-like penis. This girl asked me for a dick pic, so I had to send it pano. Anyway, the surgery was not successful. You want to hear why I could tell you. Doctor told me next time he's bringing a spotter. And he's going to wait train before the next attempt. And if I could just leave you with one thought, you haven't even asked me about my steed-like erections. Most guys when they get an erection they can you know pitch a tent. When I pitch a tent, it's so frequently it's so frequently Large. It's a carnival tent. Okay, thank you. Oh, the Grill Master Robertson,
2: folks. The reason he's the Grill Master is is a walking sausage fest, right? Um, I another little thing about me. You know that I grew up in India and I went to school and college in Massachusetts. Anyone ever been to Massachusetts? I hate to tell you this about Massachusetts. The people there are terrible. They're just absolutely the worst. My son was born there, and I every day I just like, will I ever cure him of this disease? And I don't know. But you know what gives me hope? Amazing, bright, talented, funny young people like our next comic. I don't, I can't believe he's from there. You're gonna love him, Mr. Jack Wyler.
20: And and Praise. I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth right now. I actually did get surgery on my dick, uh, so stop appropriating my culture, man. I, uh, I'm being serious. I had like a cyst down there, and I had to go under the table, and then a wart? No, this one was it was big. It was lump-like, uh, and the worst part about it was they cut it off, and now I have more scar tissue there than the actual lump, so sometimes the moral of the story is don't get your dick surgerized. Um, all right, what was I going to talk about today? Uh Apparently, Jerry Seinfeld, when he was 37, had a 16-year-old girlfriend, and, you know, I was thinking, like, if I'm that 16-year-old girl, why would I go out with Jerry Seinfeld instead of Kramer? Um, yeah, and, and, like, Jerry Seinfeld clearly knew that wasn't normal, because I've never once seen him on Jimmy Fallon be like... So I was picking my girlfriend from school the other day and uh, she wanted to get some action and she was just like, ah, I got too much homework from Mr. Anderson. And so I had to be like, well, what's the deal with Mr. Anderson? And then the whole audience is just in shock, freaking out and hands to Jimmy Fallon. He's like, no way, man. You could tell Jimmy Fallon that you were the grand wizard of the KKK and he'd be like, you were so good in that. And, like, why did we let Jerry Seinfeld get away with this, though? Is it because he's funny? You know, maybe it is. And it really makes me wonder how the world would be if Jeffrey Epstein went to more open mics. And yeah, imagine being Jeffrey Epstein in hell, just looking down like, oh, if only I was at mutiny on Friday. Like, <laughs> oh, must be a tough position for him to be in. Uh, a lot of bad things have happened li- recently, like Roe v. Wade got overturned, and, you know, it's, Really terrible. There's a lot of bad things that we have to think about and worry about. Like how are these kids gonna grow up in these unstable homes? And you know, where are these abortions gonna happen? You know, what I'm that re- <laughs> wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, but what I'm really worried about too is how teen mom is gonna handle this influx of applications in the South. Like <laughs> I think I think it's gonna like break their system. Like what are they gonna do? And how do they cut someone? Like, are they gonna do auditions American Idol style? And I'm sure, all these women can't sing. Like, who are the judges gonna be? Like, there's so many questions. Like, did they bring Randy Jackson back? I don't know. Who's to say? Like, what does Randy Jackson have to offer this situation? Like, I don't know, dog. Baby's heartbeat was a little bit pitchy. Yeah, and like, you get some pro-life girl from Mississippi just come up be like, "Hi, um, I'm Mary Lou, Mary Lynn, uh, Huckleberry Finn, and uh." Uh, My baby's heartbeat actually beats to the Star Spangled Banner, uh, so I'm going to play it for you. Then Ryan Seacrest has to rush on stage and be like, "Uh, okay, I think that's an arrhythmia. Uh, Whether it is or not, you'll find out after the break. All right. Um, What else do I want to talk about right now? Oh, yeah, I fucking hate Australians uh, because, yeah, this guy gets it. Because like honestly, what the Australians just sound like uh, if a British person learned English at a Mississippi public school, like, <laughs> or if Honey Boo Boo learned English at a British private school. I don't know. <laughs> One of the two. I like because what is redeeming about Australia? Anyone have anything? I'm, I'm this is for research purposes. The beaches. They say "cunt" a lot. That's your favorite word. <laughs> it's your favorite or top five? Pick one. Number three, your list is top five. What's one and two? Like the N word and like the, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, time? Okay, thanks. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: wow, perfectly on time. What a place to end it. Wow, what a—that's quite the interrogation you. Uh, they start us off with this next comedian, folks. Oh boy, is she funny! Just two weeks ago, she and I were on a show together that featured a Super Bowl champion, a, an Olympian, and the founder of a billion-dollar company. And yeah, she killed it. She was super, super funny, and you're gonna love her. Let's make it very, very loud for
21: Miss Stephanie Block. <coughs> yeah we had the best time oh oh yay women in the audience hi oh thank god i was like hey fellas i'm like okay let's get to it uh yeah i'm stephanie block and uh i uh i got accidentally uh the wrong disease during the pandemic oops um i got type 1 diabetes i know it, but i i love it i love it y'all so great i uh yeah, I'm gonna be on the cover of Coma-Politan magazine.
4: <laughs>
21: <laughs> Thank you, y'all, yeah. cover girl. Um, you know that magazine, right? And you love the uh the quizzes, right? It's like <gasps> wait, with your date. So the ER. <laughs> yeah, they uh, there's all these uh nonprofits working tirelessly for a cure. Uh, don't. I'm good. I'm good. I'm almost 20 pounds. Mm, thank you. Yes. Um. So did my friend uh, who broke her jaw. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go out and everyone's like, oh, my God, y'all are so gorgeous and skinny. And we're like a yes, like uh, no pancreas and a uh, jaw wired shut. <laughs> it's fun being a woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, right before Halloween. Ugh, it's like uh, it's like getting herpes right before Valentine's Day. This <laughs> is no good, no good. When they told me, uh, I was like, mm, "That doesn't sound like a thing I ha- I would like to have, like, I don't think I have that. And they're like, oh, "You do." And I'm like, mm, "Can I see a manager actually?" Hmm. I like to exchange it for like I don't know, like feline leukemia or something. <laughs> they're like, no, you definitely have type one diabetes, and I'm like, um, so it's type one. Is it like the best? Is it like number one? <laughs> they're like, well, it's um, it's autoimmune, and it used to be called juvenile diabetes. And I was like, ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, a skinny and young. Yes, please. I'll take it. <laughs> no. So I told San Francisco, I'm like San Francisco, I'm like, um, I showed up all the time, and they're like, amazing, awesome. <laughs> they're like, here's fifty thousand dollars, here's a tiny house, here's and here's a key to one of our million dollar restrooms, and here's um, here's an inje- a safe injection site where you can go. I'm like, oh, amazing, okay, great. I'm like, so I went, and I made a friend. Um, I met a uh, Grizzly Joe. And you taught me how to um, cook my insulin in a spoon? That was, that was handy. It was handy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now y'all are uh, kind of thirsty for diabetics, which is a symptom. <laughs> so the answer is yes, we do have our own dating sites. Uh, I'm on uh, lowsugarbabies.com. Well, yeah. So, um, okay, truth, I, uh, I had a threesome recently with, yeah, I did, with, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, with uh, with Mike and Ike. Oh. <laughs> but uh, their attention's dissolved, what are you going to do? But uh, I'm Stephanie Block, and I'm still alive, everyone, thank you. <laughs>
2: Yes, Stephanie Block. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this packed room on a Friday evening. Mutiny radio tearing down the mission. Wow. So if I calculate correctly, we've got Carlos and Angel still left to go. That's it, right? Only those two? No one else that we're missing now? I don't want to miss anybody. I want to get everybody up here. And poor Paul, he knows that he's missing the best two acts the whole night now, even though he had – how are you going to lug that thing out of here? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, um, this will be my first time seeing him. Is this your first time here at Muni Radio? No, no, okay, it's so not my first time seeing him. I can't wait to see what he brings to the stage. Let's make it very loud. A hospitable welcome for Mr. Carlos G.
9: Check, check, my name is Carlos G. I'm from San Francisco, California. I'm Mexican and indigenous, you know what I mean? I, I work in the community. Uh, I'm also a DJ and work in nightlife and stuff, so my life is hella crazy. But uh, what if people got tax breaks for doing good things in the world? For example, what if you got a tax break for not spreading STDs? <laughs> that could save the economy and and the spread at the same time, you know what I mean? So my friend is a nutritionist, and he's so good at his job that he can taste what you're missing in your diet by eating pussy. And... Uh, uh, I think you need a bit more potassium. A little less chicken nuggets. And the milk in the fridge expired a week ago. <laughs> you know how t- pussy tastes like whatever they ate the night before. So tired of leftovers, man. <laughs> so I've been getting laid recently, man. It had been a d- yeah, man. It had been a dry season for like years I feel like it was a while you know and now I have this girl I'm talking to and uh, she calls me DOD dick on demand so I'm providing services you know I have an appointment Friday at 5 p.m. is usually the you know popular you know peak hours surge hours however you call it um but I got her I got a review the other day and she said I was the Bob Ross eating pussy so just imagine what Bob Ross would be like eating pussy. He'd be like, mm, so you stroke it and then you have to fill it in. And then imagine him coming. He would be like,
6: oh.
9: Anyway, you know, it's interesting having balls, you know, like, you know, I, I tell a lot of kind of like men jokes and I try not to offend anyone, but, you know, like having balls is different, you know, it's like, you know, they to stick to the side of your leg, you know what I'm saying? But, like, anytime you see someone doing this, just, uh, he's not really stretching. Or if you see someone, uh, that's what's going on. Or he really has to take a shit, so, you know. Oh, did you make sure to spray in here? You know, we need to get some all up in this bitch young homie spent like 20 minutes in there during the set. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, I work in the community. Like I do a lot of like social work and I I also work in nightlife. So my life is like a a weird dichotomy of like serious like work service for the community and then like turning up all the fucking time when I'm off work, you know. So And you got to work hard to be able to party like that, you know, but like sometimes like my relationships at work get like really blended you know and so this one time i i was teaching uh, i was coaching people with disabilities um on how to work you know i helped them get jobs i'd help them at the job and this one day like one of a fresh new client comes in he's blind and he's like about this tall he's chinese and he's like hella og with his like fitted hat you know what i mean and he like you know obviously was like in the the you know the triads you know and like Hung out with a lot of cholo's growing up, so he kind of talked like this, you know what I mean? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he he, w- he was like, kind of closed his eyes. And, and the first time I met him, he was like, "Yo, yo, Carlos, man, you got to get me in your YouTube channel, you know what I'm saying? We could we could hit it big, we could go viral, you know." And we used to just like walk around the city. And uh, I was supposed to be finding him a job, but we would just fuck off all day and like buy cig- get his paycheck, go to the bank, buy a bunch of cigarettes. And chain smoke and and we couldn't he couldn't see so like we'd walk down certain blocks and i'd be guiding him and he, he uh, a lady would walk by and he'd be like mm, who that and i'd be like oh you know she's pretty fine she's got a nice face pretty nice body he's like i could tell she's hella fine but just by how she smelled and her voice you know and then we'd walk down certain blocks downtown and he and he'd be like mmm, what's that? And I'd be like, oh, no, dude, you don't even want to know right now. Like, And he'd be like, it smells like species. And I'd be like, I think he meant spe- feces, But he would be like, it smells like species. The smell of shit in the streets at the same time. I was like, damn, bruh. like San Francisco, man. You no, know, it's hella crazy. You know, People shit on the street everywhere out here. And uh, I wish there was like an app that would tell you what toilets were li- available in the city, like 24-7, like kind of like the Airbnb of, of taking the dump. It would be called Dookie. you would have a cute little title. Dookie. Um, <laughs> is that it? All right, cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. <coughs> G,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Hell yes. Oh, that would be hilarious. I had a tag for that, and now it just... And uh, now it just ran me by. It was re- That was a really funny set. I really enjoyed that. Um, we are down to our headliner, folks. Are we excited? Our, our final comic of the evening. I think, uh, think uh, she's going to make us laugh. I think it's been a wonderful show. And I think you've all been amazing. But let's make it very loud for our final comic of the evening. Miss Angel J. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
22: So you guys see the latest uh, Apple update, iPhone update? Yes? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but um, there's this new feature that uh, scans the shape of your head for the optimal headphone pairing. Um, And I think it's pretty great that there's an app for learning the shape of my ears when no man can find my clit. Um, (laughs) Saying if they really wanted to sell those phones. Um, I just moved here from New York, actually, and the first thing people tell you is that the gender ratio is a lot better for women here. Um, You know, when I was coming, my dad was like, hey, I heard that uh, it's easy to find a guy there, there's a lot of them, they're all software engineers, all make good money. I was like, I don't know what to do, do I just show up at One Hacker Way, like, wait to get picked up? Um, One of my friends here was like, you know, I only go out with a guy if he picks me up in a Tesla. And back in New York, you know, we're all, like, trying to talk to one open micer and he's talking to two supermodels at the same time. Um, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, I uh, found out I was being cheated on one time. Um, and the way it happened was funny, because I had just boarded this flight from New York to San Francisco. And normally, I'm cheap, so um, I just go to sleep, you know, I don't... Pay for Wi Fi or anything. This time I was like, you know, I'm really going to give myself a good experience. Um, so I bought the Wi Fi package, and then I get a message from a friend that says, hey, uh, I just found out something about Peter. Can you call me ASAP? And I was like, uh, can it wait? You know, like um, on a flight, you know, can't really call. He said, oh, it, you should really call me. Um, so that was a really fun flight. Um, in the next seven hours. I also got a message from Alaska Airlines that said, uh, hi, Angel, uh, how was your in-flight experience? Um, I was like, pretty great. And then it said, uh, please rate our Wi-Fi speed. Um, I said too fast by about seven hours. Um, So I get off this flight, right? And I'm at baggage claim, you know, with the 180 people who just got off this Boeing 737 (laughs) Um, and I call my then boyfriend to ask him about this, right? And, um, you know, I've never used, uh, some of these words in my life. You know, I'm just, like, yelling into the phone, um, and I don't think I've ever told anyone to go fuck themselves so many times, (laughs) um, amongst other things, and my bag comes around on the carousel, right, and this is, like, a bag that three different guys had to help me, like, hoist up onto the plane or whatever, and here I am. I just like walk over and single-handedly pick it up. You know, I could have been doing rows with that. It was, it was like that kind of energy. Like you know, when they say that um, like moms are really strong when like their child is stuck under a car, I feel like a woman who just found out she's being cheated on is like in the same realm. And also like nobody like was like confused what was going on. You know, like no one was like. Gee, I wonder what information that woman just found out, such that she's yelling fucking cunt into her phone, you know? Um, and you know, like, I'm a meek Asian woman, right? So you know I just spent the last seven hours, like, in the middle seat, like, politely nodding at everybody around me so I don't bother them, right? And now they're all just watching me do this. Um, okay. Uh, But I met someone new, um, new crush. Thank you, thank you. I uh, stalked him on social media and then I accidentally uh, subscribed to his YouTube channel, which I know is about the most embarrassing social media thing you could do. Because, um. like, Instagram, like LinkedIn, you're like, I wanted to connect with you professionally. And then Instagram is like, I wanted to see pictures of you with your friends. Um, and YouTube is like, I watched hours of you playing piano as a child, right? <laughs> I did it and then I was like, oh fuck, should I like, what do I do here, you know? Do I just like make a joke about it? Do I change my profile picture and pretend to be like a 50 year old guy? I don't know, um, still working on that. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'll try this one too, I guess. Um, I have a younger brother, he's 17. Um, so during uh, the pandemic when I was spending a lot of time at home, it was really stressful because I felt like I need to set a good example, right? like he would walk into the room, I'm on my laptop, he would walk in and I'd be like, you know, like it was just really stressful. um, And he'd always be like, well, what are you looking at, right? I'm like, uh, oh, just reading up on the uh, division in the nation's capital, um, because you always have to pick something that is always true. um, But obviously I wasn't, right? Um, Looking at statistics, of course. Um, Okay, this, He's work, but thank you guys so much. One more time for your help.
2: Hey, keep it going for Angel Jin, ladies and gentlemen. I just learned that open micers in New York are dating supermodels. In other news, yeah, I'm moving to New York this uh, to next week. Someone's gonna have to take over for when Pam is out from the hosting. You all have been such an amazing audience, If we had fun tonight. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna cherish this for the rest of time. Thank you, folks, for tuning in from home. Thank you all for our incredible comics. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, you, you, yes. So we do have one surprise comic, folks. Dom snuck in under the Things wire. Going we're gonna hear him tell some yeah. jokes. Here you go, Dom.
4: Ooh,
23: fucked up on the way here. Just the whole goddamn day in a fight with my boss, and this is true story right now, I'm not getting into my (laughs) bids, into a fight with my boss about money, you know, stupid shit, it's always someone else's fault, never anybody else's fault, so there's a lot of responsibility. I mean, they're dealing in the city, they're dealing with a lot of fucking cash, but, I mean, you know, we have to give and take, but, dude, you know, you do a job, you're supposed to get fucking paid, you know, and that's how it's supposed to really fucking be, and people allow that shit to slide. Fuck that. (laughs) no sir so uh that was pretty bad and then so part of that i needed the cash and i was gonna meet him here at 7 30 p.m go to the bart station minus 38 dollars yes ladies and gentlemen true fucking story this is on the way here so everybody's going ahead making a beeline for the fucking gates and jumping over i might as well join the olympic team too you know fuck it yeah no this is a true fucking story <laughs> on the way here and so was like i did that and it's cool though because it's super casual yay for that you know a nice quiet night <sighs> I'm pretty chill right now I always keep jameson in the freezer always keep it in the flask you, you know you need to calm the fuck down someone really riles you the fuck up you know to get your marbles back for a quick second a nice little shot of reno will put you in the fucking ah, all right here we go we can do this shit Some other bullshit that happened. It's just a bunch of crap that takes place, but uh, nonetheless, you know. Let me get into it. You know. Glad you guys were able to come around. Good crowd tonight. Good crowd tonight. Surprisingly to see that. Hell yeah. Fucking mutiny is the shit, y'all. You know. Come on back every single time and do your thing every single time. I have more bullshit to talk about. Oh yeah. And then today, so I started a new job and I work with kids. And this is true. This is true. Everything is true. Started a new job, and I haven't worked for a little bit of time because of the pandemic or whatnot. So today I work now I work with children and it's a trip. It is fucking weird. This is new to me. I'm always really good with kids. I'm really good with fucking kids, but like dealing with them, a whole group of little fucking Lord of the Flies, it's on some other shit. It really is. And I think kids, like they don't know that they're gay, but they're fucking gay. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know. Like, I don't know this fucking kid. And kids these days of school I'm working at, they, like, they don't do, like, the super good haircuts. You know, they don't do, like, the really nice fucking clothes. They go old school with the shitty fucking shoes and the home fucking haircuts and the sweatpants. And I got a little fucking six-year-old twerking on me like, bro, you're hella fucking gay bro <laughs> like but you, 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 you yeah but but they're kids they're kids you know so they don't know the fucking difference you know they really don't know the fucking difference and shit like that so that's like you know I don't want to say yo you know but any you know whatever and it's serious business because I you know like dealing with kids like you pedophiles who talk about raping kids you're some sick fucks and shit like that But yeah, all right, it's a joke, but in this line, I can't joke around because that's serious business, you know? That's like really fucking around and getting myself in trouble and fucking getting other people in trouble and to give the parents a peace of mind because that's not where I'm coming from. It's just how it was today. So um, I got my joke real, real quick. Uh, living in the East Bay, uh, sorry, I have to read off it. If I try to memorize it, I'd never be up here like fucking ever. So I'm trying to just go off it and I get my voice out. So I'll be real quick. I, uh, acknowledge the, the warning there, uh, living in the East Bay. I like, uh, one of the things I like doing is going over to the beach and, uh, enjoying the views of San Francisco, you know, it's pretty nice, but I always end up thinking like what a terrible, horrible fucking job they did with the Salesforce tower and uh, yeah. Right. That shit is raped to my eyes, bro. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's like when the design team was brainstorming ideas to represent, like, the new San Francisco. They asked the question, all right, everybody, what incorporates the city? What really captures its essence? And everyone in the back is like.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
23: yeah, everyone looked at each other. So, yeah, they really captured the essence, all right. And now look at that shit. Now, my, my problem is, one of my problems is, the structure has a dick tip crying out loud, that scene from Vallejo, All right, that's 40 miles from here. That's leaving nothing to the imagination at all. They should have just slapped a pair of nuts on it and just called it a fucking day, you know what I mean? Build two buildings, glow buildings right next to each other at the base of the tower. That would have at least been, you know, had a little bit of balls and shit like that, you know what I mean? So, it's going to be cool when the next earthquake happens because the building's going to turn into the world's largest vibrator, yeah. (laughs) You know, and speaking of large vibrators, the Salesforce Tower would make a good replica for a dildo. The size, its sleek design, its ribs for one's pleasure, maybe get the Koit Tower butt plug for 50% off while supplies <laughs> last. One last thing, and I'm out of here. Uh, and the true story, true story, I'm sorry to go over and stuff like that. Shitty fucking day, bro. Shitty fucking day. <laughs> so uh, the architect, this is a true story. So the architect of the building said when he designed it, He wanted it to be very tall, very big, but still polite and appropriate. Yeah, that's what rich bitches say when they go dildo shopping. Yeah, all right, so that's it. The guy was 92 years old when he died, constructed at 89. So I think that was like one big fuck you to the rest of the world, or maybe he wasn't digging San Francisco, or maybe he was super gay, you know, you never know. Yeah, all right, folks, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, all right, hey, man. Thanks for the uh, patience. Ah,
2: that six-year-old's hella gay, guys. (laughs) Six-year-old's fucking gay. (laughs) All right, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for coming out. You are the heroes of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come back next week, and thank you to all our comics. All right, folks, have fun. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Don't do anything you've heard these comics talk about on stage. (laughs) Bye.
12: Patrick O. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comics.
6: Check out Eventbrite to reserve your
15: free seat every Tuesday
6: 6pm at OMG on Savory 6th Street.
23: Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up.
3: Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 315, Pretty in Pink, with Nina G and Allison Reynolds, and 328, some kind of wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're gonna be here 278-121st Street, screening John Hughes Films with you, 6 o'clock, every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio.
12: Hey, kids, it's your pal, (laughs) Spiderman. Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some shlemils doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on hold hold on what is this let me get my glasses the print's too small venmo that's not real what is that swedish you knew that right this is in san francisco i'll drown it on hold it's nap time the year is 2023 I
5: wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess.
12: True, 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 true. productions.
0: <laughs> Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city.
5: Happy Hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy Hour, the most free
3: two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781, 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog-friendly.
5: dog, friendly.
3: dog fr- We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. dog party at Mutiny Radio.
5: Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio, uh, happy seven
3: hour. 278-121st <laughs> Street, happy hour, Mutiny Radio, FM. Here in .sf.
6: Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement, pack up your pins and patches, and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest VestFest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center.
12: Twizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come?
0: I really don't. Anywho,
12: take it with the raisers. Free
0: reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking public schools.
3: In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that (laughs) go to who is for upcoming shows
4: join us on a journey into the absurd Mm.
12: Radio Armada, 11.09, Valencia, at 22nd, in San Francisco. The
4: Wyatt
12: Act, improv,
4: music, live, every Wednesday, from 7
0: p.m.
8: a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco
4: Mutiny Radio. San Francisco.